Hey everyone and welcome to You'll Probably Agree. Today I have the blonde in front, also known as Katie Glidewell on, to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Together we kind of had different opinions on the movie, but to find out whether we really liked it or not, I guess you have to tune in and find out. So, having said that, let's just cut to the chase and start the show. I can get you home. And give you more time. If you'd help me. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You'll Probably Agree. Today, I have the blonde in front, Katie Glidewell, with me. And we saw a little movie. Not a big deal. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, you know, I kind of didn't feel that... I didn't know how to feel about this movie going in. Because it feels like Marvel kind of popped their multiverse thriller balloon with Spider-Man. And then since then, it's kind of felt like it's been on autopilot. Uh, more than anything, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania felt like an extended episode of Loki. Where it's about the villain that they introduce at the end of the show. And like E-Man uh, was telling us earlier, E-Man Noisette, uh, check out his work. He, he said like, yeah, you're not going to understand what's going on in this movie unless you've seen the uh last episode of Loki and yeah I have to say that's true uh there was you know there wasn't really a lot to the plot outside of you know wanting to get back with your family and get home and spend time with them and yeah it was it was just okay you know if this is what I'm gonna expect from Kang I I kind of want to expect a little more at this point uh what do you think so I'm going to disagree. Okay. I do believe that uh, Quantum Mania really goes into family, but also some social issues regarding displacement hmm. and uh, uh, refugees that uh, is very relevant right now. They really touch on that uh, in the world that Scott Lang and... Hope Pym and Hank Pym and Janet Pym and Cassie live in, but then also in the um, quantum, the quantum realm. Like I definitely um, felt that they were going for uh, a social, uh, a social commentary, uh, right. big time in this film that you haven't seen a lot, and a lot of that has to do with uh, the blip. You know, many changes can happen in five years. Uh, they talk about um, people lost their homes and then they can't even afford rent. I feel like that's very relevant in cities around the country right now at how increasingly, you know, the rents are getting out of control and, uh, you know, people are, their homeless camps are like in every major city and that is a really big problem and they touch on that in the film and then uh you know different aspects in the quantum realm they kind of touch on that i can't do any spoilers right now but right. i felt that kang is a extremely i feel like he's the bad that marvel needs i think mm -hmm. he completely mm -hmm. is worse than thanos ever could be because mm. you really see and i think that's because you see uh well i honestly i think it's because of uh because of the performance by Jonathan Majors. I think mm -hmm. he's absolutely incredible. Uh, his acting is this, in this is amazing. I feel like Michelle Pfeiffer, she did an incredible job as Janet. Uh, there's some funny parts in it that honestly are a little 
kind of feel a little off, uh, mm. but then by the end they kind of come around. And it's like, all right, well, you know what? I forgive you. I think you're fine. <laughs> right. um, and yeah, I thought this was actually a little it, better than I thought it would be mm. going into it. I'm a little still on the fence with some casting uh, that, uh, you know, they had to add some people in for certain parts, but right. for the most part, I mean, Paul Rudd, God, he, that guy does not age. He's amazing. Yeah, and it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, him as Scott Lang, from the first one to this, he's still, he just, he, yeah, he just hasn't changed at all. But I'm really, really happy to see, like, Michelle Pfeiffer having a major uh, role in this film and showing those acting chops that she has. And mm. not to mention the fact that she's absolutely gorgeous like she's just breathtaking in in this and that is fantastic but i feel like yeah uh quantumanium really is the possibilities are endless of where it can go and especially at the end yeah well that that's the one thing i felt like quantumania is like a big kind of setup for movies that are going to come and i was expecting a little more payoff in this i will say jonathan majors is he's awesome he he knocks it out of the park like uh there's one movie he was in i saw earlier this year or last year i should say called devotion mm-hmm. and that movie wasn't so great but he was great in it you know he really elevates the performance he elevates the film and yeah when he's on screen you're you're leaning in on his words because at first you kind of feel bad for the guy you think oh you know the, i can't get into spoilers but you know he he seems like he's well-intentioned until you actually see what's in his mind and what he's doing and what he's capable of. I don't know. I guess, like, the thing that kind of threw me off with him is when he has, like, a big climactic fight with Ant-Man. It seems like I wouldn't think, like, Ant-Man would be able to take him down so easily. And I'm like, man, if that was Thanos, Thanos would have just squashed him like a bug. You know, True. Him. I mean, I don't know if I would agree so easily, but I right. will say this after watching... Uh, that fight uh, that you know I'm obviously there's going to be some sort of confrontation I don't think that's a big spoiler but uh, watching Jonathan Majors doing what he's doing I am definitely going to be there on any type of pre-screening we could just do for the new Creed movie because Mm. ooh, that if that is just a taste of what we're about to see in that Oh, Michael B. Jordan, you better watch out. That's going to be something because, man, Jonathan Majors is not holding back in this at all no. as Kang. So I can't even imagine what he's going to be like as a professional boxer in Creed. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be amazing because Jonathan Major always kind of, uh, you know, he, he's always above the script. He knows how to rise above and give the audience what they need. You know, I think he just knows how to emotionally hit his cues, like, on instant. Uh, he He's definitely someone where I want to know more about his character because they set up a lot of mystery behind him. Like, who is he? Where is he from? Which one is the real him? Because, you know, that when we deal with the quantum realm and we deal with multiversing, we're dealing with multiple copies of one person, which I'm not sure if that's a spoiler or not, but... Kang is capable of doing kind of whatever he wants by manipulating reality. And, um, yeah, we're, I want to see where he's going to go. I think Jonathan Majors will elevate it a lot. Anyways, moving on from that, uh, I always find it funny how every Marvel film has an inciting incident 
that usually involves an experiment gone wrong or someone mixing mixing magic the wrong way. You know, you take it back to Spider-Man: No Way Home. The reason the whole multiverse opened up was because Spider, because uh, Peter Parker couldn't make up his mind on who he wants to not have people remember him and whatever, so on and so forth. And then this movie opens up with an experiment that goes wrong because Hope was... Uh, it wasn't Hope. Yeah, she she was inventing a way for people to enter the quantum realm. But Cassie. Cassie, thank you. She she uh, ended up creating something that was maybe a little more that she, she bit she could chew off, you know. Uh, but if we go down the... the the uh, visual effects in this one actually were better than most visual effects I've seen in most Marvel films for a while. And this is heavily reliant on CGI, this film. You know, like, I could, I'm going to guess, like, 99% of those sets were, like, half a set, and then the rest is a green screen wall. But they managed to make it look pretty believable. We saw it in a 2D theater, so there wasn't, like, a lot of 3D or HFR uh, adapted to the imagery that would make it... Uh, move a little differently but yeah in terms of that uh, you know amazing job visually what they could do yeah i agree i uh even said at the end like i wish we would have seen this in 3d because i believe yeah. this is a film and this is a great film to invest uh in seeing in 3d and with the dolby sound even um we saw in the dolby theater incredible with the sound they did i think bill pope who's the director of mm -hmm. photography amazing job uh peyton reed fantastic yeah. i think he's an incredible job directing this and yeah I, I there are a few uh instances that i was a little confused with mm -hmm. uh again since it's you know with the blip that happens you've got a five-year window where things have changed and sometimes maybe they have it and i don't know maybe the audience isn't supposed to know but there were a few things that I was just a little confused about that maybe it's like was there a Disney Channel show that an episode I missed or something but it wasn't so much that I'm like I'm not gonna see this and not recommend it I mean right. you know I went along with it the ants were great oh yeah uh, seeing I, those in 3D Ooh, my oh god. yeah Can you imagine that and <laughs> you know I liked there were kind of like definitely some I felt like some influences to uh, Return of the Jedi, mm -hmm. uh, you know, multiple Star Wars, little bit of Flash Gordon. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, his suit looks like Flash Gordon a little bit. Kind of a little yeah. bit. I can see that. But, yeah, definitely with some creatures that we get to experience, Flash Gordon, like some amoebas, some, uh, uh, I don't know, when I do a spoiler review, I'm going to go into something <laughs> that uh, right. not for, um, it's going to be earmuffs for the kids because of, Something that I noticed in, uh, I can't really say what it is, but uh, it was very funny that yeah. I actually wrote it down. Um, but yeah, I would recommend this film. I think this, I uh, it makes me, you know, definitely think that something bad is very, very, very bad is coming. <laughs> and yeah. with, uh, you know, again, Jonathan Majors is Kang. It's like. I, I want to see it. Like, I'm ready because I think, yeah, right now, I don't think he can do any wrong. Like, yeah. I think this is definitely the um, beginning of something major with him. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. Right, right. Uh, and, yeah, I look forward to seeing uh, the next one that's out there that he's going to be in and the next one that's focused on Ant-Man and the crew. 
I'm. Uh, it was funny when you were mentioning Star Wars. I was like, you know, there was a different Star Wars movie I noticed. Like when you see one of the dimensions, it looks like the ending to Attack of the Clones when they're like loading the clones up in the big star destroyers Spoiler to go to war. Spo- yeah. <laughs> I, well, it's like I'm not. I'm not saying what it is. I'm just saying that that it it looked like the end of Attack of the Clones. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Did they really just? borrow from that movie or is that just me well I'm, and i definitely felt like there was like kind of an influence from uh maybe a little bit of wreck it ralph the right. second one and army of darkness but it's i yeah again i definitely feel like it's a film worth seeing see it in 3d see it in dolby but i feel like marvel it it's gonna take it could take a little while it is a little long but there's a lot of stuff it's going it's uh, covering and especially to lead into, you know, more films, which is typical Marvel. Uh, <laughs> stay for the post credit, stay for the, um, you know, mid credits. And, yeah. uh, and that's one of the things when I saw people leaving, it's like, come, ha ha ha, this is Marvel. There's always going to be like two extra credits. What, mm-hmm. what are you guys doing? You always like, got to give down. you a little treat, you know? Yeah. It's like giving a get dog a little, treat. Like, get a little taste, here, here. a little taste. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you get a taste of everything that's going to happen. Because in this film, it felt like it had almost like half a plot. Because the the plot, just to like go over what the trailers have shown without getting into spoiler territory. um, The plot is about Scott Lang trying to recover time with his daughter that he's lost. You know, or at least the trailer is trying to make us think that. You know, and... I don't, watch, I don't watch trailers, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it, it was weird. This one I did a little bit just because I'm like, oh, I, I guess it's on here. I might as well go check it out. Because uh, this this one, um, it's really about uh, someone trying to get together with, with their family when all that time has gone by. Because as we know, with the blip, there was how many years in between? Um, five. Endgame? Yeah, five years that Scott didn't get to spend with his daughter. And the one who can give him that that very precious time back is Kang. And he's very alluring in his performance. You know, you kind of go, oh, wait, maybe this guy could help me out. And, but then again, Scott Lang isn't exactly the smartest protagonist. <laughs> as it, but then again, I think that's kind of his character flaw, but also a strength. Because, like, although he is not the brightest uh, light bulb in the room... He has a lot of heart, and he, you know, he did save the universe once. He did save the world because if that mouse in Endgame didn't walk on that little button to bring uh, to bring Scott Lang back, then you know everyone probably would have been dead. But thank God for him, he was around. And I mean, with this one, I'm, I'm wondering where they're gonna go with it. I'm wondering what, because everyone who's read the comics are like, "Oh my God, something's gonna happen! Something is gonna happen! Oh my God!" I'm like, "Okay, so when's the movie when I start to see all the, like, I'll be honest, I, I, I kind of want to see like Tom Cruise come in in an Iron Man suit. I want to see some oh. stuff like that, especially when we're dealing with quantum media, multiverses, like." When are we going to start to see those big payoffs? Like, I guess we got a little bit of that in Doctor Strange with, uh, you know, Professor X. And then you had Jim from The Office playing, you know, playing Reed Richards, who's supposed to be the smartest man in the world, which he does a very dumb thing and tells Scarlet Witch how she could instantly be killed by Deadbolt. So then she uses it against him. Uh, But 
I mean, from here, I'm, I'm feeling like a lot of setup, but I don't know. They just not a lot of payoff. Just a lot of like, there's a lot of stuff like I love my family. I'm going to get back together with my family. That's great. But like, let's move on the story. Where, where are we going to go from here other than a final battle in the end? Because every Marvel film has to like we've seen how many of these over the years now, like 20 or more Marvel films. After a while, you know, the structure so well, it kind of it, it, it just kind of feels all the same. It kind of bleeds together. And this one doesn't really stand out for me above the other films. See, for me, I think when Marvel's going into all the multiverses, it's just opening up, I mean, endless and an infinity of possibilities that you could. I mean, yes, Chris Evans has said he's stepped down from Captain America. Yes, uh, Robert Downey Jr. has stepped away from Iron Man. However, with everything that we've seen with the multiverses, there's always a possibility and that gives them the possibility that open door that they could always come back that's what i think you know with any of these marvels uh i mean even uh scarlett johansson i would personally love to see uh you know miss romanoff come back Mm -hmm. uh, from when we last saw her in endgame because i don't think she got the ending you know that everyone wanted her or at least that i wanted her to have and I know, uh, uh, you know, she had her own side movie, but I, yeah. I would love her to come back. I just think that's one of the things with uh, the multiverses. It always gives me hope that it's like, even though these characters have gone away, at least from what they've told us, there's always that chance. Like, you know what? Oh, look at this. You go down this world. Here's this. You go down this path and... There's that, and they're all coming back. So uh, it just gives me hope. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, there's, and it's good to hope. And we're seeing a lot of others. We're seeing Warner Brothers uh, borrowing a note from Disney here with uh, the Flash trailer just came out yesterday, two days ago. And I've watched it at nauseum because seeing something like Michael Keaton return as Batman, that's the thing that, you know, it, once it... You can, I can complain all about, oh, they're just going for nostalgia, it's cheap, it's this and that. But then, boy, when they do grab, grab for that nostalgia and they do it right, like they did in Spider-Man, you go, oh, my God, what could they do? And really, this movie, it feels more like a selling point than a total final film. Like, I, I enjoyed the villain. I enjoyed his, his uh, thirst for power. But I, I just felt like I was missing a little more movie in here. Like, I'm glad it's only two hours. I'm glad they didn't try to make this thing two and a half hours and go crazy with it. Because 90% of the movie takes place in the quantum realm. It's not on Earth. And that's kind of fun to see where you're in this totally different universe. But uh, I just wanted to see something, see or get something with the characters a little more than, oh, I love you and I miss you and I want to be with you. Like, yeah, we know that. But what else do we have? I don't know. I just feel it's endless possibilities, and I look forward to the next one. As far as DC, personally, I have things to say about The Flash and everything that went on with that, but I will keep that to myself because I don't think I'm allowed to curse on this. uh, Oh, you can. uh, There's a whole can of worms. Fuck it. No, I'm not going to curse. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, but go see Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. You could go see it, or you could not. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I, I did. Enjoy, I'll say this: 
I did enjoy it for the for the time that it gave me. I didn't think, oh, the, I know I, I sound like I'm bashing on the movie and that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's actually entertaining. It's just that it's it's very much worth your time if you're like really into Loki and all the multiverse stuff. But if you're coming in this fresh, you're probably gonna go, oh, okay, what are they talking about? I don't understand this. So they they need to have a little more something on its back to anchor the story through. Agree to disagree. Right, right. Okay, okay. So, what do you think that this film had that maybe some of the others didn't that you really enjoyed? I mean, I think the CGI is absolutely incredible. I, mm-hmm. It's hard to say that others don't have that. Uh, I think that Jonathan Majors is the antagonist was better. Actually, I feel like he was a substantial antagonist mm-hmm. and. Also, I like the fact that he's not CGI. Right. Maybe that's a lot, you know, with yeah. Thanos and his crew is that they're all CGI. I love the voices that, uh, you know, accompany those actors. But I like to see that person with other actors acting and doing what they're doing. Uh, I love seeing Michelle Pfeiffer being able to have a role that makes her shine because right. she is one of my favorites and always will be. Uh, was it hokey? Yes. There are definitely a number of parts that are like, what? But I'll say the hokey humor works because it's cute, but it doesn't get too distracting in this one like it does yeah. with some other Marvel Because some Marvel movies, they try to interject so much humor that it becomes detrimental to the to the plot. But here, no, they they, they have humor, but it actually helps with the uh, let's say with the structure of the film, you know, yes. you're like, oh, my God, how is that? Wow. And that's one of the things where multiversing kind of works. All. You know, for a Disney movie, I have to say they dropped a lot of like swears for a Disney movie. This one, they said like shit and dick in it about like three yeah. times each. They said holy shit a lot. Yeah. Uh, which I think was justified. Yeah, uh, the mean, times they said it. And it's funny. But yeah, then they dropped a D-bomb every once in a while. Well, actually, they said, yeah dick like four times <laughs> all it was it. all within the same minute it right. was all within the same minute but uh i don't know i just left feeling good about yeah. this one at the end i do think the ending uh not the ending honestly kind of left me the first ending kind of left me like eh, i thought that was kind of weak yeah but then you know the mid-credit and post-credit scene I thought we're solid yeah. and uh, makes me look forward to different things on Disney Plus, makes yeah. me look forward to different films that Marvel's going to be uh, hitting out. And yeah, uh, that's somewhat different than some some of the films that have been coming out lately. I right. feel like there's a lot that they're putting out there and... I don't know. It seemed kind of some of them, especially last year, just seemed kind of rushed or yeah. not how they how the original was. This kind of feels like the original, even though you see some familiar faces. I wish there were some um, people in this one that we uh, have been in Atman's in the past. I feel like yeah. they were missing. And but again, you know, there's a lot. I actually spoke to someone about this, like. Anytime you, with the blip, there's always something, there's always an excuse of what can happen. Yeah. You know, like 
Maybe people didn't blip out and they died within the five years. Maybe people mm-hmm. moved. Maybe, I mean, it's it's five years. Five years is a long time. Could you just imagine this? This is a really dark thought, but I'm like, man, could you just imagine how many people lost people in like the suicide rate during the blip? Would have well, been huge. Yeah, and I mean, you know, when they come back to like, they think they've been gone for like two seconds and realize like, what? happen and it's one of the things like it's they've talked about this with uh what is it bucky and crap sorry i forget the disney plus there's so the cap the uh the Um, the falcon and and the winter soldier yes falcon and winter soldier yeah i kept calling it like bucky and friends yeah (laughs) falcon and winter soldier with the whole thing with the blip you know yeah people like governments are toppled like governments change you have huge people of industry that are just gone and then they come back and they want to regain what they had before and you just can't go back to that and that's you know that's some serious stuff that they're putting out in a you know what you could say a quote-unquote comic book movie which i do not i'm not saying that it's just that's what people have said but marvel i think transcends that i think you know they really are going with storylines that are much deeper than you mm. would imagine and that's one of the reasons why i love them but yeah with the blip the blip definitely has so many different connotations that you can go into and again that's what the with the multiverse there's so many possibilities i mean they're absolutely endless yeah. so i don't know i kind of like i kind of like the way this one was uh, there's different things I could say about Thor: Love and Thunder and yeah. Black Panther, the second Black Panther, Wakanda and forever. even yeah, yeah um, and uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse and stuff where, um, that I had. But I'm, yeah, I think I'm liking you know what Marvel's putting out there for 2023. It's funny with Doctor Strange, that movie felt rushed and like the visual. Effect, I remember the first shot in the movie. I'm like, oh my god, this looks like Shark Boy and Lava Girl. It definitely it, did. Yeah. And you you see sort of the rushed post-production on that, and then you compare it to this movie where the post-production is really impressive. Like I'll say, some of the lighting on the characters' faces didn't quite match the environment, but that's just like a little nitpick I had. But But you look at the visuals in this, it's like I could spend like another two hours in the quantum realm. It's an absolute uh, treat for the eyes. Yes. And although, and we can't spoil it, we can't tell talk about the different characters and stuff that are there but believe me worth it uh yeah it is it is and then you know for two hours i didn't feel like the movie was dragging i felt like it got into each act uh, at a pretty fair pace because mm-hmm. because you're cutting between a lot of actors and the, the the thing you mentioned with michelle pfeiffer and michael douglas they don't take a lot of the older actors and put them in like these supporting roles that don't get a lot of screen time because you'll see that a lot like i've First, one of the things that pops into my mind is woman talking. Uh, Frances McDermott's in that movie for like three minutes. And uh, I feel like there's a reason why that is, though, because yeah. it shines more on Sheila McCarthy and Judith Ivey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives it gives the other actors time to shine. But you, but you see like a big actor on the poster, and usually like they're barely in the movie. And this one wasn't the case. There was a lot of Michael Douglas. There was a lot of Michelle Pfeiffer. Since it's literally, I mean, I'm going to sound like Vin Diesel saying family so much. But it was like a big sort of family get-together and how a family can work together to get out of the quantum realm. Because that's not a plot. That's just a spoiler. They wind up in the quantum realm and they got to find a way out. 
Yeah, I definitely feel like Michelle Pfeiffer was more of a focal point even than Evangeline Lilly. And again, yeah. like I said, I'm glad that we're seeing Michelle Pfeiffer shine because I thought she did an amazing job in this film. Yeah. Like she kicked some ass. She was very charming and, you know, very cool in it, you know. Mm-hmm. And Michael Douglas is funny, you know. <laughs> Just I could imagine what's going through Michael Douglas's mind as he's doing this stuff like, what is this magic stuff? Oh, wow. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Go see the film. Uh, I say go see the film and yeah. don't look ahead for the cameos because mm-hmm. they were a delightful surprise to me. Yeah. Uh, definitely some faces that you will recognize from some past films, but definitely one you will recognize no matter what film yeah. this person is in because it is this is a true star which i was like what did not see that coming so again that was fun yeah. and it's also a character that this person does not normally play so that was very very interesting yeah i mean and again jonathan majors we keep harping on but because he's so good in it I'm, I'm excited to see more of him in these movies because this was a big selling point movie for him you know you see it in all the trailers he's he, he's being intimidating he's doing his Kang the Conqueror stuff and boy I can't wait to see what some of these other Kangs are like because that's what Jonathan Majors does that's so cool he, does, he doesn't use the same performance for you know every Kang because we saw, we saw the Kang that was in Loki and now we're seeing the Kang that's in this and although both are power hungry you know whatever word you want to throw in there they're fascinating to watch, and their performances, both characters, seem radically different. And that's a large amount of range coming from majors. But, yeah, I mean, if I were to rate this movie, I would give this one, because I rate it by Guinnesses, since I uh, usually do my show in a bar. I'd give this one three out of four Guinnesses. It's good, not great, but, hey, you know, it, I can't lie. I enjoyed my time watching it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I would give it a three out of four. There you go. We're, we're both in agreement. We, you know, we may not agree on every particular thing with it, but you know what? Like I always say, if everyone disagrees with everything like together universally on movies, then movies would be boring to see, and we wouldn't need critics. But yeah, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Realm. Quantum Mania. Quantum Mania. Yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania will be dropping in theaters this Friday. February 17th. Yep, February 17th. So, guys, if you want to, want to have a good time, be taken somewhere else, be shrunken down <laughs> to a cool, crazy world you haven't seen before, eh, what do you got to lose? Check it out. Katie Glidewell from, why did I, like, slur on your name like I was drunk? Is there any alcohol in this? No, there isn't. <laughs> okay. Katie Glidewell, the blonde in front. Yes. Go check her out on social media. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. And... I'm going to see if I can find a way to the quantum realm. I'm short already, so, you know, that'll do half the the work. (laughs) Uh, Okay, folks, have a good one. Well, that's the episode. I'd like to thank my sponsor, Galway Bay. It's the background you see in all my videos, located at 500 West Diversity Parkway. If you ever want to go to something that's like a neighborhood bar feel, it's the perfect place to go to. It's not kind of like, you know, what you see in most bars. It's got video games downstairs and darts and sports and all sorts of great stuff i've known those guys for years and they've helped me so much and i'm mentioning them particularly because there's going to be a special episode where you actually might see the bar again i know it's been a long while but 
Until then, I'll just keep it at that. You can actually, if you go on my TikTok, you can see a little preview of it. There's a little segment I did on everything everywhere all at once that, oh boy, that, <laughs> that triggered some angry people. All right. Anyways, you guys have a good one, and uh, we will see you later, or hear you later. One or the other, if you're on YouTube or SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Yes, okay. I think that's all the major platforms, right? If I'm missing one, please let me know. Okay, bye-bye. What's it gonna be? Batman.